Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Welcome back to Birds of a Feather. In this episode, Zach and I discuss the NBA season coming back. And we talk about how excited we are to watch basketball again. Uh, Also, we dive into some of the comments made by Drew Brees that I'm sure we all heard. And then we also dive into just a little bit of what's going on in the world today and kind of give our opinions on on what's happening and and how uh, things can be a little bit better. This episode is also brought to you by, as always, Heath Film and Photo Studio. Heath Film and Photo Studio has a new space uh, with some better tools for you to get started with your podcast. So if you're listening out there and you would like your own podcast, um, you want to, you're just not sure how to get it started, how to get it out there to the world, then uh, go over to heathfilmandphoto.com and reach out to me and I will be more than happy to get you started with your podcast. Yeah, we got a few shows on the Heath Film and Photo Studio Network. Uh, we have... The You're Good So We're Good podcast with Lola and Tola. Uh, that show has a new episode dropping this week. And amazing show. Amazing show for some for some lifestyle tips for you guys. Also, we have the Shape of Film podcast. Those guys over there drop sporadically different episodes on uh, different cinema topics. So go ahead and listen to them as well. Um, and also new to the Heath Film Photo Studio family, the Dirty South Sports Show. With my boy Doris, aka Biscuit, they are on Spotify. You can also watch the video portion of their shows on YouTube uh, at Dirty South Sports. So, without any further ado, enjoy this episode of Birds of a Feather. Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Birds of a Feather. I do not know which episode because you know we were wrong the, our last one. Bro, we're, we're wrong, wrong again. The last two every weeks we've been wrong. Time. So don't listen to us about what number we're on. We don't care anymore. Yeah, just go. I just realized that. Yeah, just go listen to all of them. Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Yeah, welcome to Birds of a Feather. My name is Brandon, and here's my boy, my A one since day one with a mask on and gloves. Zacchaeus was popping. What does? It do, my people, my people. What's going on? You see me here in the flesh with the yes, mask sir. and the gloves only because I got my little man's at home, man. I got to be I gotta be extra safe when I'm out here in these streets. Yeah, he got to think about other little ones and Jeez. wives and things. All of that. But guess what? We're back. It's not going to stop me. And we're here, man. And it's yes, been... Woo! It's so much going... For, for there not to be any sports going on in the world right now. Yes, sir. There's so much going on in sports, bro. It makes no sense. <laughs> so much going on. Like, sheesh, man. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to start. I know where to start. Where are we starting at? We starting with the man, the myth, the legend, the record-breaking Drew Brees. Ooh. For those of you who don't know, uh, Drew Brees was on some, was it a live Yahoo show or yeah, some sort? Yeah, it looks sort? like it was just an interview. Or interview yeah, like it, a, like it was like an internet interview. interview. Everything's on through Zoom now. Th- exactly. So that's what's yep. going on. And uh, he was, you know, asked a question about, I don't know exactly what the question was about, but it was pertaining to so, Colin Kaepernick and the knee. Right. So the question was, Drew, how do you feel about players kneeling once the NFL returns? Which they definitely will be. Of course, for sure. It's for sure everybody will be kneeling. But and and you know, Drew's response to that was, Hey, matter of fact, should I pull it up and, and read the word for word? You can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You we, can. Hold, just sit tight one second. Yeah, I'm we're gonna, gonna we're gonna pull it up, up and wanna get the the facts for you. 
So because it's a big story going on right it's a, now. It's a huge story. It's actually it kind of took the world by storm. It definitely took the sports world by storm. But and you guys will soon realize that I don't think it should. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> and there's a lot of and don't get me wrong. There's a definitely a lot of mixed emotions uh, with that because at the end of the day, you know, people do say that free speech and and, and this and that. But I'm pulling it up right now. I'm, we're going to read exactly what was said. So basically. Drew Brees came out and he made this statement. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. In that statement, he made reference to his grandfather serving in the war Mm -hmm. and how he felt that everybody should stand because, you know, men and women lost their lives on the front line. Yeah. Fighting for our country, fighting for the freedom that we have here in the United States. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that, Drew. I'm perfectly fine with that. But where you missed the mark at, where it went over your head, is you think this is about, you think people kneeling for the flag is about people fighting in wars and us disrespecting our soldiers and our fallen soldiers. No. It's completely over your head. We are kneeling because the black people, the African-American people have been oppressed in this in this country. We're kneeling because of the inequality and the injustice that we're facing on a daily basis that we're facing, our grandfather's face, our great-grandfather's face, our kids are facing to this very day in 2020. Yep. yep. That's why we're kneeling. We're, it has nothing to, to do, do with vets with and vets the actual and, flag, what people think it actually has to do with the, the cloth of the flag. Like, about the that, stories, <laughs> like the stories, dope. the stuff that comes to people's minds, man, like it's ridiculous. But basically, yeah, he he missed the whole point, and now it backfired. Yeah, the whole entire world. He he said what he said. Yeah, and, and I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. All right, right now in this day and age, in this time right now, once you say it, it ain't no taking it back. True. Yeah, it's out it, there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's funny because I, I kind of go back to, to growing up, you know what I'm saying? And, and my parents instilling values in me like, son, you know, in the Bible, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was not the time nor the right place. Now right the now time, is yeah. not the time to, to say that. You know what I'm saying? Right now was the time for you to say, you know what? Be, because of what's everything that's going on in the world or something like that, I understand. And I stand with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Your star receiver, the one that got you all them yards that yeah. you just broke all them records for, yep. what, what, what color is he, Brandon? What color is <laughs> he, he looks like us. Oh, okay, he looks like us. Okay. <laughs> Your team, the city that you represent, yeah. the city of New Orleans, yeah. the bottom of the map, yeah. is a a black city. Yeah, a, a predominantly black predominantly city. Predominantly black city. Atlanta, New Orleans. You have to be mindful of things like that, and it w- it was detrimental. It's detrimental in... I respect Drew Brees as a football player. I respect what he's done on the field. I respect, you know, the records that he's broken and, mm. you know, just the just the living legend status that, that he's created for himself on the field. Mm. But off the field, from what I from what I saw yesterday, yes, it definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. All right, but here's the thing. Here's where I'm coming from, okay? okay. Like, and I this goes back to I think we all, as a country, we all, as a people, black, white, Spanish, Italian, doesn't matter, we all are overly sensitive. We are entirely too sensitive. Drew Brees does not know you exist on this earth. That's a fact. He doesn't know I exist. I should have wrote earth. him a fan letter one day. 
<laughs> Maybe he would have knew I was here. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving an interview. He's thinking, I don't think that guy that wrote me that letter would like me, what I just said. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm saying like he doesn't know you exist. He doesn't know I exist. The only reason we know he exists is because he has a cannon for an arm. Him saying the worst stuff in the world, him saying the best stuff in the world does not change that he can throw the ball. Facts. Okay? And that's all I personally care about. His politics off the field, different things like that, that means nothing to me. Who he's dating, you know what I mean? That means nothing to me. I don't care. Like, he has a cannon for an arm. And the fact that people are so upset from what Drew Brees says, in my opinion, is ridiculous. I don't care. There's so many, these companies that support um, you know, movements or support people that I may not support, means nothing to me because these food companies, people saying you should boycott because they support this and they support that. Listen, I'm hungry, okay? Like me, I don't care about their political views. (laughs) Like I just don't. You know what I'm saying? And I have certain views that I know. I know for a fact that I have views and opinions and facts that most of the people in the country would say that they hate. They would. They would say that they hate. You know what I'm saying? And they shouldn't care about what I think. You know what I mean? If you want to come listen to me on my podcast or listen or, or see the pictures I take or the videos that I do, you know what I mean? Then separate the person from the art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I and like I, that. I do I understand like that. I, like that. I do understand that you can't do that all the time, but most of the time you can. Okay. Yeah. Most of the time I can separate the fact that Wendy supports Trump and I don't. You know what I mean? I want a chicken sandwich or I want a burger. You know what I mean? Or Drew Brees supports, you know, he's against what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I mean, like, okay. Just get and, the football. And, it means nothing to me. I just don't care. Right. And the fact that we all are talking about this so much, it just blows my mind how sensitive we are to what other people think. Like, even if someone's saying good, like LeBron, like, and that's an argument people get into about LeBron. I'm like, LeBron is the GOAT. LeBron is the GOAT. Why is he the GOAT? Because things he does off the court, the great things he does off the court, right, yeah. that means nothing to me. Yeah. It's great what he's doing. It's amazing. Man to man, you're an amazing human being. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about putting his ball does. in the hoop. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. talking about what he does on the court. And what he does on the court makes him the GOAT or doesn't make him the GOAT if you want to argue that, whatever. But the things he the good things he does off, bad things he does off, these people live double lives. We don't know what LeBron really does. Or we don't know what Drew Brees is really doing for our community, maybe. You, or lack of. You really don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It, it kind of goes hand in hand with what me and you talked about before and what a bunch of people talked about before with the whole shut up and play thing. Because mm-hmm. the reverse side of that argument is what people say, like, oh, you just played sports. Like, go shut up and play sports. That's not what I'm saying. If you want to say what you want to say, say it. Right. But it shouldn't affect me and my life from what this dude says. He doesn't even play for a team that I like. And I, and, okay. I, and see and and that's just a small caveat in it because you I hundred percent agree with that. Bro, I don't care what you say, bro. If you play if you were Carson Wentz and you like like you like we said earlier, if you were yeah. Carson Wentz and you said something crazy, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, if I seen you outside outside and some I wouldn't come up to you asking yeah. for an autograph or yeah. like that. I'd be like, you know, Carson Wentz, hey, what's yeah, going on? What's going on? Yeah. But I still need you to win me a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And when you playing on that field in between them lines, I'm gonna be going for you. Yeah, Carson Wentz, yeah. let's eat. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to do that because that's, that's me and you, bro. Get but your racist behind the cross. You're right. You, you know what I'm saying? But on the other side of that, though, right? Uh-huh. On the other side of that, 
we feel like that, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's millions of other Americans that, yeah, out there yeah. that base their whole lives around this person. Which is insane. There's there's, there's diehard fans. Yeah. There's these, there's these, oh my God, I follow Tom Brady wherever he goes. Yeah, Tom yeah, Brady yeah. jumped off the bridge. I'm jumping too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how I was when I was younger with Allen Iverson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how you are with Joel and me today. You know? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you're absolutely right. Me and you, CJ and Zach, we don't yeah. care about that. Yeah. But there's people out there whose whole lives is based around it. Whole lives is based on what this person says. Oh, LeBron James said that I should go and find 10 kids and put them through college. That's yeah. what I'm about to go do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for them, for what Drew Brees said, there's people that feel that way about Drew Brees. People that's born in the city of New Orleans, born on the day Katrina happened and, and, and yeah. grew up, you know what I'm saying, loving Drew Brees for bringing back a Super Bowl and, and doing all he did for the city. And now when he does something like that, it's just like a bad taste their mind. whole world came crashing down yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And that's the big thing. When you're on that platform, like you said, he doesn't know us from yeah. Peter or Paul, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you're on that platform, you have to be mindful that, bro, yeah. some people are basing their lives on what you do, bro. Yeah, some oh, yeah. People, you know what I'm saying? Some, some people, people care. Right. Some people betted $3 million. They last $3 million that they had because they thought you was finna win the yeah, Super Bowl yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's people out there in the world like that. And you have when you're on that kind of pedestal, you have to be mindful of that. And for you and for him, Mr. Drew Brees, Mr. 15 years in NFL, Mr. Yeah. Humanitarian of the Year, Mr. $5 million to communities, Mr. You, you've done some stuff, bro. But it's like everything that you've done, you just discounted it yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now. In certain people's eyes. Yeah, in certain people's yeah. eyes. And now you got to pay that price. That, see that, and and that's the when you're looking at the other end of it, you need to realize because I've realized it, uh, but you need to realize that everyone is uber sensitive, especially right now. Yeah, for sure. In general, everyone's uber sensitive, but where we are at as a country right now, quadruple that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the you need to realize that and don't say certain things. Give that generic answer, mm-hmm. or give that answer maybe that people want to hear. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I could be that person. You got players, you know, across all types of sports. But I'm thinking basketball, like you know, um, Charles Draymond Barkley, Green, Charles Barkley, yeah. who they're gonna say whatever, what they believe, no matter what. They don't care, you know what I'm saying? Right. But back in their time, you could do stuff like that. Now, like you said, you have to pay the price. You know what I'm saying? They have social media. And who's in travel? As yeah. Fast as it and there's now. these things. Now you got to deal. Now you got to issue this apology. And like you were saying before, you know, off the air. That apology doesn't mean anything now because what's going on now is just like your publicist called you like, yo, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, that's not you. The owners of the Saints call like, yo, you need yo, to clean need this to, up. Yeah, because we're not trying to have to cut you or something. Exactly. Because of public opinion. Public opinion is the real, you know. It's a standard right now. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the prosecutors, the lawyers, the executioner. The public opinion is the most important thing. And what I, what I think is it shouldn't be. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It, it, it just... It really shouldn't be. And and I agree with that, that, too, because when you look on the other side of that, public opinion sets people's mouths when they shouldn't, when it shouldn't be shut. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And it opens people's mouths when their mouth shouldn't be open. Right. And that's true because, you know, it, it paints a picture like, all right, damn, I really need to say this, but oh, let me just chill. Yeah. Which, which, which is tormenting your soul. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you can't put out. What you really got going on for real to just to ease yourself, that's torment. You know what I'm saying? You're tormenting your mind. It's funny. 
I'm, no, I'm not gonna go there. I'll go there. After, <laughs> I, I'll go there after because I, I want you. I want you to watch some. My mom okay. sent me some last night. I want you to watch it. Right. But um, it's it's tormenting us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We were taught, don't cry, mm. man up. Yeah, what yeah, you, what yeah. you crying for? Yeah, yeah. I give you something to cry about. Yeah. So now, guess what? As a man, you can't even express how you really feel, bro. Because yeah. in your because as as a young mo- as a young boy, your mind was was trained to I can't cry. I can't show these emotions. Yeah. So. How you really feel, you bottle that, that in. in. Yeah, that public, that public opinion, bro. That it's it's a silent, it's a silent killer, bro. Yeah, it's like cancer, bro. Yeah, it's a silent killer. You don't, you can't say anything. You can't do nothing to stop it. But it's eating you have you up, to eating you up. Eating the you up. thing that bothers me about it most, though, and we'll move on to the next topic. But the crazy thing is, you can say you can say things, right? And you can say things with a loud voice. But it has to be what everyone else agrees with. You have to say what everyone else is saying. Right. Everyone else is saying red. You can't say blue or they'll crucify you. You have to say red in your special way. Or you have to donate to red. You know what I mean? Right. Every, you have to wear red. You have to go march in red. You have to do everything red. If you do anything blue, you're gonna lose, you may lose your job. You may lose your family. You, know, you may lose your social status. Like, and it's just unbelievable that that's where we're at. And it really takes, people talk about courage, but it really takes courage to say, stick true to your own guns. Right. Not stick true to everyone else's guns. It's not really, you're not really bold if you go out and you say Black Lives Matter right now. Right. You're not doing a bold thing because everybody is doing mm, that. Yeah. Millions of people are doing that. Now, they live a different life. <laughs> you sure, feel me? Definitely. They live a different life, but they're putting out Behind these things doors. that everyone wants to hear. To me, in my opinion, you're really bold if you're doing that thing that everyone that's everyone going to bash you for. You're doing things like Colin Kaepernick did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which... What he's what he w- was about, we now see God. this is what he means. But at the time when he was doing it, when nobody else was doing it, you feel me? It cost him his job. It cost him the thing he loved. Maybe that may not be the thing he loved most, but it cost him his passion and the thing that he worked for his whole entire life. Yeah. To me, that is bold. You feel me? For sure. Not just doing these things that everybody's doing. And, and, Everyone and, said, do this, I'm going to do this. You're bold, or you're not. Yeah, and that's the worst part. You, you, when you speak on Colin Kaepernick, just like I said earlier, that's the worst part of this whole thing. That man lost his job yeah. and his career yeah. because he saw this coming before anybody else in this country. And, and not that he saw before anybody yeah. else. Yeah, He was the first one on a platform to of that say stature to address it and stick to it. Not even just say something, mm-hmm. but put action behind it. Right, yeah. You feel me? Anybody, and that's another thing my mom, we talk about moms. My mom always told me, anybody could say things, you feel me? Like, right. you could say to your wife, oh, yeah, I love you, oh, yeah, I love you. But the fact that you go work for her every day, the fact that you put you you help her, you support her, you you back her up, you defend her, or whatever the case may be, those actions is what really tells you, like, oh, yeah, he really does love me, you feel me? Right. And that's the thing that Colin Kaepernick, everyone says this stuff, you feel me? They say this stuff, and... They're doing the fun thing now. Go out and march. Right. That's what everyone's doing. You know, all your boys is doing it. So it's like, oh, I'll roll with you. Too. Yeah. yeah. But that thing that, okay, when the cameras is rolling, you feel me? Right. And I'm doing this thing that people have died for. And, 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 you know, our country was built off this certain thing, whether it be the flag or whether it be the president or whatever the case may be. And this, that's the time when you choose to put an action behind all that marching. Put an action behind 
you know, all that posting or all that tweeting. Mm-hmm. That's what's like, oh, wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then when people say, oh, you got to stop doing that or you may lose your job and you keep doing it. That's why all those things, you know, the civil rights movement in the past and different things like that. It's just it's different times, man. But I don't know, man. Drew Brees. Listen, man, <laughs> I may not agree with everything you said. And I do agree with you. And that's the other thing. Like, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, he 100% missed the point. Yeah, like, he did. Completely he missed the point. Yeah. My only thing is, why do we have to crucify this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do we have to crucify him? Like, who cares to crucify him? You know what I'm saying? Well, the people that should crucify him is his family, his yeah. loved ones. If they want to crucify him, that's different. You know what I mean? But us as just fans, he... He can still throw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't break his arm. But see, me? but speak but speaking of that though, right? You say family and friends and stuff like that, and we talk about actions and words, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's circle it all back to, to sports, to our podcast, what our podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, it's about sports, not racial inequality. Yeah. But sports. So how does this statement affect this upcoming season for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints? How does because there's an elephant in that locker room now. Especially when you got on the other side of the ball, you got Malcolm Jenkins, who is pure pro. Like, yo, we need to stand up. We need to, and you know what I'm saying. And then you have your own your your own wide receiver who you just broke all these records to last year. He's yeah. coming at your neck, like, yo, you don't know no better. Like, I can't believe you say some shit like that. Like, f you, da da da. I'm sick. Alvin Kamara, like, oh my god. Like, how do you think this affects what goes on on that field? So I don't know how it. Well, I, I kind of do. Well, I don't fully. Do you know still how think they're making it far in the playoffs? Affect. It all depends. It, it really all depends. Okay. Like you need to, and you know this. It, it's the same thing for us wherever we work, mm-hmm. and you know these people work for the New Orleans Saints. This, that's a part of this commission, the, the NFL. You need to separate work from personal life. Yeah. There sure. has been successful. We just watched a documentary about it. Successful individuals who do not like each other, yeah. but they work together and they work well together and they succeed. That can happen here. Yeah. Michael Thomas may he may hate Drew Brees. Drew Brees may hate Michael Thomas. Right. But do they have that chemistry on the field? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, sometimes you need that chemistry off the field to get that chemistry on the field, but not all the time. And again, that's what we saw. And in the they already have that timing. They already have that down. timing, all that stuff. So if they, if he goes, yo, like I'm not gonna be kicking it with Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not gonna go to the casinos when we in Vegas, or we're not gonna go hang out in my whole each other's well, he's hotel. He's not gonna room. stop me from feeding my family. But when it comes in that huddle, I'm gonna listen to what he says when he calls him audibles, when he switches up those plays, when he tells me what routes to run. I'm gonna listen to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you separate those two things, then they can go very far. Nowadays, can people do that? No. I think I. I personally think this is going to be huge for them this year. I think yeah. it's going to follow him all year long. I think first game of the season, he's going to get booed. It's going to follow him. They're going to speak about it. If something ha- anything happens that doesn't add up with the Saints, it's going, oh, is this because of what? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think. But on the other end him. of it, though, on the other end of it, if they win, then we're all going to forget about it. And that's the number one thing in sports. The other thing in sports, this is, and this is another reason why sports is such a beautiful thing. You have these terrible things that happens, but once you start winning, yeah. it all goes away. I look at people, RIP Kobe Bryant, but I look at Kobe Bryant when he went through all his situation with you know the girl and the rape allegations and things of that nature. 
What did he do after that? He balled out and yeah. won a few chips. Yeah. And nobody thought about that. Speaks on that anymore. Yeah. Tiger Woods, on the other hand, went through his whole thing. And what happened when he came back to the game? He was horrible for years. <laughs> and everybody said, this is why, this is why, look what he did. Blah, blah, blah. And then he started winning and they're like, oh, he's back. Okay, and he cool, wins the yeah, Masters and then he's like, oh, he's back to Tiger. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, So if that's what they need to do. If they lose, then yeah, this is 100%. Just gonna stir the pot even more. They gotta ball out. They have to. Now I'm scared. Now, now you put it like that, I'm kind of scared. Cause now, yeah, that's right. They know, like, shoot. Well, but what? Ugh, I'm so tired of talking about Drew Brees. I don't know, man. It's just it. It's crazy because it's just like it just happened, and he picked the wrong time. Yeah, he picked he picked the worst possible time to do yeah. something like that. And then obviously, once LeBron James says something, oh man, it's like. <laughs> It's LeBron like, James, <laughs> LeBron James to a lot of athletes, period. sports people, the African American male community, a good portion of the African American male community. LeBron James is to them as Beyonce is to the African American women nah, community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. So when he speaks, it's like, oh, here it comes. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Moves start being made. That's for sure. But speak. But speaking of that, though, right? So. Speaking of moves being made, mm-hmm. I want to bring up a move that I saw last week. I saw J.R. Smith demolish. <laughs> oh my God. Demolish. I don't know if he was a teenager. I just know he was a he was a I man. couldn't even see. I couldn't even see. All I boy. know is he was a young man. And, and, and for those of you that don't know, all right, during the protests in Los Angeles last week, it was in a residential neighborhood. Mind you, J.R. Smith made this clear. All this stuff I'm about to tell you, he made it before it came out. Abundantly clear. He said, I don't mind about the protest. They were protesting not in the shopping area, not in downtown, not in front of courthouses. Not. They were protesting in a residential neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. One of the protesters decided to hit a window that he didn't know whose window it was on a car. Clearly didn't know. Clearly didn't know. Decided, oh, okay, I'm gonna hit this window and just start some stuff. Hit the window, it happened to be J.R. Smith's car. J.R. Smith hops out the car. Oh, he was in the car? I I don't know if he was in the car or what. I, don't I just saw him. Car, but yeah, doing but J.R. Smith basically, <laughs> if he hits the window and it's J.R. Smith's yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, I see some. I see J.R. Smith running down the street, he catches this guy and just starts beating the lights. <laughs> <laughs> like, the living daylights out of him. Like the living daylights. Like just smashing him, smashing him. He falls to the ground. Boom, kick, kick, him. kick, head, head, head. Boom, stand up. Boom, to the jaw. To, back on the car. Boom. The guy mustered up enough energy. This this had to be like fight or flight. This had to be that little that little thing that you get. You know, when it's you're called adrenaline. Moment. Yeah. Because he was getting smashed. And then all of a sudden, he just took off like a rag doll. Had just, to. Just, boom. <laughs> Just took off from the camera. It was the craziest thing ever. And J.R. Smith came out before the video even came right out. Right after it said, happened. And, and I quote, somebody came through and hit my window. And I beat his ass. So if you see a video <laughs> of me whooping somebody, that's why. I whooped his ass. He hit my window. In a residential neighborhood, no protesting going on, and I chased him down, and I whooped his ass. Sorry. I just had to quote that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Brandon's mom and family. 
I had to quote that. That Listen, is cr- that I is the craziest. Thought video that ever. was the funniest thing, man. And the craziest thing about it too is he can get away with that He's right now. He's going to get away with it. And He's the only reason he can get away with that because that was a white dude. That was a white dude. And the only I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. But yeah, yeah. You don't. I'll <laughs> say it. You don't say it. I'll say it. That was, that was a white dude. That was definitely a white guy. And the reason why he can get away with that right now is for two reasons. Obviously, the race wars that's going on right now, mm-hmm. the protesting and such, and because the cops occupied. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all noticed it in your local cities, but cops are occupied. Yeah, and occupied. I noticed it out here um, in my neighborhood where I'm at right now in Atlanta. I'm in Midtown, and there all the protesting is happening downtown, which is five minutes down the street from me. So around here, you don't see no cops. Right. Because they deploy every cop, every able body downtown to what's going on. So... And I'm sure it was the same exact way in L.A. or wherever he was at at the time. But, but I'm going to be honest, though. I'm going to be honest. If He had absolutely every right to do that, though. He actually didn't, though. Okay. By, by the law, he didn't. By human law, he 100% did. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you put it like that. Yeah, but by, but by law, you can't assault someone. You should have called the police. You got to call, yeah. Call the police, made a police report. Yeah. Did it a... Mind you, he don't even know the guy, so I don't even. How can you make a police report of somebody you don't even know? They're going to track him down based off your description. He has long not, blonde hair. <laughs> he's white. He's a Caucasian. He's between the height of five yeah, nine and six we'll, four. We'll catch him. <laughs> I go, what? I just thought about that. Look, man. But anyways, but he was in in our opinion, he was just he was justified. He was yeah, justified. he was justified. I mean, I'm, to that I extreme, though, like. Bro, that man, he probably got some concussions, bro. JR, my boy! Come on the show and talk about what happened. Show, please, Give us all the bro. details. So I can know exactly what happened. Like, were you in the whip? Did you hop out the whip? Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, because I saw your boys there, and they, I saw your boys. They was like, yo, yo, just give me his privacy. Just give me and his you know privacy. what's crazy, too? I don't know if you, you're not on social media, but before that, I want to say like a few days before that, um, there was a clip going out of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and J.R. Smith riding, the bikes. riding bikes. Yeah, and a few days later that happened. So I wonder if like LeBron was in the house, like, oh, should we go that? Nah, LeBron, let me chill. Get, get him, jail. <laughs> Anthony Davis, like, <laughs> he's not in the league right now. We are, we are. <laughs> Like, jeez. <laughs> he can do this and get away with it. He can't get fired. He don't have a it, team. Was, it was crazy, though. But, I mean, like you said, by human law, I feel like, I mean, if somebody came through, especially with everything that's going on, man, like, come on. Last thing I want you to do is come mess with someone at my crib, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm already heated, bro. Like, it's already so much going on in yeah, the world. Like attention. Last thing I want to do, bro, is you come and, and try to mess with my crib because you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, and, and, you may not, and you may not want to go down this path, but I do not understand why we're destroying random people's stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, let me state this because this, this is my platform. Um, this, this is my – I don't have a social media. Well, I do have – we do have birds of a feather social media. And Zach – and it's all That's my fault, story. guys. That's another story. It's all my fault because Zach needs to do a better job of just taking some time away and, and focusing on that. But anyways, this is my platform, and I'm going to say this. Yeah. As an African-American male, right, not only am I a son, right, mm. I'm a father, too, mm-hmm. all right? I'm a husband, too, mm-hmm. all right? That's, that's what I am. Yep. As an African-American male, please hear me, people, because I'm so serious. I'm going to talk directly into the camera. I am embarrassed as an African-American son, father, and husband 
to watch our people out here looting, stealing, destroying people's belongings. I'm with the protest. Protest all you want. I'm with it 1,000%. But when you go and you, you start doing stuff like that's embarrassing. We don't stand for that. And that just gives them a reason to look at us the way that they look at us. And, that's, and that sucks. And just please stop. Like, just stop it. Like, there's a way, there's a way to do things. And this right here, this is not the way. Vandalizing, yeah. spray painting stuff. People, people work for these businesses that they have. People yeah. gave their blood, sweat, and tears to have what they have. Please stop it. It's not worth it. There's a different way to do it. And this is not the way. Yeah. Have some values. Have some morals. Because how would you feel if that was your stuff? Yeah. If that was your business? How would you feel? Yeah. That you... That you took you generations to build, that yeah. your father passed down to you, that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How would you feel? Please stop. Here and and here's the thing that I'm thinking is I go back to what I've been saying all along, the same argument I've been using when it comes to you know owners versus players, when it comes to the Patriots cheating. I really like this. Like I said before, Patriots cheated. You know, there's a lot of bad, terrible things going on with the Caucasians and the African-Americans. And it's wrong on both sides, but one side did a very terrible thing, as we all know. And your response can't be to say, well, we're allowed to do this now because y'all doing this crazy, which is crazy. Y'all doing something crazier than what we're doing. So let us do this. Cra- no, Too that's wrong. not how it works. Like, I, that's not how it works. And it's not even about being a bigger person or all that crap. It's about being an adult. Okay. It's about being an adult. If you have two kids and one kid is acting up and the other kid is saying is acting up too. And you tell him to stop acting up. And he's saying, but he acting up. Both y'all acting up. Both y'all need to stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. It makes no sense. I mean, I don't want to go down that. I don't want to continue to go down that path. But it just—I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent It makes zero sense. And it's embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. Yeah. And to other people's point, I know people are gonna say it's not just black people out there doing it. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of there's white people. I saw Asian people. But we're the ones. We're the ones that they're looking at, though. Yeah, exactly. That, and, that, and that's the icing on the cake, yeah, right there. Exactly. They're not looking at them to be doing that. They're looking for us to do that. Yeah. That's you know that's our mo kind of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. And it makes it just doesn't make sense to me i I don't see how that helps i don't see i'm gonna see what can help though what can help Mm. the young man mikey williams all right 15 year old basketball phenom number one player in this class i believe Mm -hmm. i think he's a junior this year going to be a senior this upcoming year he came out today this morning and, and made a tweet and said you know what going to hbcu wouldn't be that bad this is a good topic we need to get into Going to HBCU wouldn't be that bad. He said, because if you a baller or a pro, then you're going to ball out and be a pro no matter where you at. Yeah. And I, I'm a 10,000% I'm a 10, believer in that. If, mm. you, if you are a pure dog, and especially in the sport of basketball, all right? Mm. Football, I, I kind of feel where you're coming from. But, mm. I, I mean, I know you're going to put your statement out there. But yeah. football, I kind of I feel that. But basketball, if you're yeah. a pure dog. Yeah. There's only 15 of y'all on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to come find you. Mm. If you just balling out, 
going crazy. Yeah, you're gonna be seen. You're gonna be seen, and especially if you like a, you know, what I'm saying a school that's like, you know, a small division one school that that has the eligibility to make it to a tournament or something like that, and you make it in, then you just go in the tournament and just make yeah. it to the Elite Eight, Final Four. So put many the team top on your back. ten players weren't top ten, but became top ten draft picks because of what they did for sure in the tournament. In a tournament, and I feel like. Mikey, if you if you do make that decision, man, I think you might have a chance to change. Not immediately, but I do feel like you do have a chance to change the trajectory of what's going on between these public universities that's been there for all these years and going to these HBCUs and bringing these HBCUs up to the same level as the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the, you know, the Kansas, these different kind of schools. Go to Tuskegee and ball out. Go to Hampton and ball out. Go yeah. to FAMU and, and, and ball out. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? If you if you were to, if you made that decision to do that for basketball, and you're on that level, you're on that pedestal as being the number one player in your class. I feel like you're going to start a trend, and I feel like football players are going to start going to HBCUs. Baseball players are going to uh-huh. start going to HBCUs, yeah. especially if y'all get to the point to where y'all just start winning. You start getting the top recruits. Oh, I got two top five recruits on my team just because they're African-Americans and their parents want to come to my school. Yeah. Now we're balling out. So all this money that the Duke's been getting, the Kansas been getting, all that, that's now being filtered back. Next thing we know, we're going to wake up one day and Coach K going to be the head coach of FAMU. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I like that, Mikey. And, you know what I'm saying? If you were to make that decision, man, I fully support you, man. And and I think I think a lot of, a lot of the – a lot of us will kind of get behind you and, and kind of support that and push that. And I think for you making that statement, you started something, young man. I salute you for that. Um, Mikey <clears throat> Williams, my boy! You can come on the show anytime. You want my G. Facts. Um, so my thing on it, like we talked about off the air, um, I feel like for something like that to be successful, truly successful across multiple sports and multiple platforms, um, a lot of us would have to do that. A lot of a lot of top African American athletes in football and baseball and basketball and all these other sports, the women too, on yeah, the women's side the women's as well. Side too, for sure. They would have to come all together on board. We would have to organize, we would have to all come together, we all have to do that. Because there is a lot of money. What a lot of people don't realize is there's a whole lot of money that comes into sports, obviously, especially division one sports. When these major schools start taking hits on cash because of that, when the Dukes, I'm, t- I'm thinking about for basketball, everyone, uh, NCAA basketball, because I know more about that. Zach knows more about college football. When the Dukes, when the North Carolinas, when the Villanovas, when the Ohio States, when these schools start taking a hit in their pockets when it comes to jersey sales and revenue sales and TV deals and stuff, because top players that people want to see aren't coming to their school they will either change for the best or they'll change and do some dirt and switch some rules around for the worst okay we have seen that plenty of times i don't know if people agree with me but little side note the reason why african-american paul sports what breaking news what hold on time out breaking news uh, Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James tweeted. Did he just tweet this? He tweeted, "If you still haven't figured out why the protesting is going on, why we're acting as we are, is because we are simply f in tired. 
of this treatment right here, exclamation mark. Can we break it down for you any simpler than it is right here? And to my people, don't worry. I won't stop until I see change. Hashtag shut up and drivel. This powerful black man's coming full steam. LeBron James just tweeted that. The so, real commissioner of the NBA. So y'all understand, basically what that means is, bro, this man's not about to stop. He's just going to keep turning up crazy. Yeah. LeBron. LeBron. He said, set up and dribble this powerful black man coming full steam. That was his hashtag. Everyone. Period. Zach doesn't know what hashtags are. Shut up and dribble this powerful black man coming full steam. <laughs> hashtag. You got to say hashtag before it. Hashtag. Basically, so he he basically saying like I know I'm LeBron James and I'm coming because this is going to change. I'm sorry. We'll see. That was a breaking news moment, wasn't it? No, it was, no, that was yeah. Right. I mean, I, I listen. Sure, you if you said. you can interrupt the show if LeBron James tweets anything, my back scratch. Breaking news: LeBron James' back is itchy. Someone fix that man's back. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> but no, like I like I was saying, like I was saying, um, once the once the pockets of these big time schools start hurting because top athletes aren't coming to them, changes could be made from for for the good. Yeah. Or what I think changes or rules or special things will be in place and embedded and snuck in there for the worse against us. So it takes a lot of us and it takes a lot of the top African-American athletes across all platforms, all gender, to do something like this for it to be truly successful. Because, like I told you before, off the air, you know, if a few athletes start doing this, I firmly do not believe that their stock in getting drafted and their money, because, you know, the money comes from your draft place and such, is not going to be as good as it would be if they went to a PWI or they went to these other top historical schools for their respective sports in my opinion so we have to organize we all have to get on board and what you said which is 100% true it starts with one and maybe takes one and then it starts to trickle down effect like mm-hmm. you were saying and a bunch of people is going to start doing it and stuff which would be I'm not against it that would, would be awesome would, bro listen that would be awesome I, I was telling Brandon off the air HBCU game first of all if any if any of you been to an HBCU you know went to visit HBCU mm-hmm. homecoming whatever you know how much different the atmosphere is, especially in the in the arenas and stuff like that. It's it's just different. And if you're telling me these games will be so live, African American stands, African American head coaches, African American um, cheerleaders, African, you know what I'm saying? The band, the, just the camaraderie, just everything that goes into being at an HBCU. And then on top of that, you're telling me we're bringing all the top athletes in now. Yeah. Oh my God! That it would, would be, be crazy. That would be crazy. That bro. would, that would in be return. much watch TV. They'll play all them games on live TV. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be crazy. It would be so. The competition level will be so. Not even crazy. just the competition level. I'm thinking about the that. money as well. Yeah, for all sure. All the money that would now be flooded in to these HBCUs, for sure. Which would in return help the recruiting process and better. Not even that. Help, help the our schools. Give out more scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. It would it would just help. So that would be huge. That please would be do it, Mikey. Huge. Mikey, please do it. Please do it. Mikey. But what I'm saying is, we would have, like I said, we would have to get organized. And to be honest with you, we typically don't do that very well. 
Now, that's why I love this city so much. For everyone, for my family, I mean, it's weird and mad at me. I moved to Atlanta. That's why I love this city. I'm glad he moved here. We're more, honestly, oh. Atlanta is way more united, collected, supportive of each other than I've seen in other cities. And I've seen and I've visited a lot of cities across the country and across the world. And here, we're way more united than I've seen in Chicago, in L.A., in Philly, in New York, in these other cities. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's awesome. And if we can get everybody else on board, watch out now. But speaking of basketball, Mm. The NBA is finally back. It will be back. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, let me pull up the list of teams that's coming back yes. and all that stuff. 22 teams. So there's 22 teams. And uh, Brandon was absolutely right on our last podcast. It's only happened in Orlando. At first, I know that I, they were kind of considering Las Vegas. But they, they were. Las they Vegas, totally threw that Because a bunch of hotels and stuff um, were, open to were it. saying to the NBA, hey, y'all can come here if y'all want. We got the room. We got the facilities and stuff. Because, you know, they do the summer league But too many tourists. In Vegas. Too many tourists in and out of Las Vegas. I think that's the the big part. But there, yeah, but true, there are a yeah. few things. So, so it is opening in Orlando at one of the Walt Disney Resorts. Um, and there's a few things that's happening. Like, for instance, none of the none of the Disney staff that works there. So, none of the housekeepers. None. none of, they can't go into any of the players' rooms. They all have to get temperature checked every day. If a player does test positive, he will be separated from the team entirely. They will continue to play the games, but still test the players all the time, which will suck because if somebody like. LeBron James gets in the middle of the finals, bro, gets Corona. And then it's like, it's game four of the finals, bro. It's 2-2. LeBron gets gets Corona. Why would you say LeBron? They're like, like, LeBron, go home. Now you're telling me the legs are in the NBA finals. Say Jason Tatum. With no LeBron? Say Jason Tatum. No, I would never put that (laughs) on Jason Tatum. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Stop disrespecting me, bro. But anyway, I say LeBron because he's LeBron. But if that was to happen, like, that would be horrible. Oh, my gosh. And, and that's the only scary part about this whole thing is just the way that they said, listen. I, honestly, bro, I don't care. I just want to see some sports. No, that's for sure. But it wouldn't be the same. Like, bro, you telling me we got all the way here and then we don't have, we don't have our best player? Yeah. We got all the way here. We don't have Giannis. We got all the way here. We don't have Kawhi. We got all the way here. We don't got Dame. We got all the way here. We don't got Harding. Like, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, What? How detrimental would that be? That would be so detrimental. And that's the only scary part about this whole thing is that the NBA said, look, if a player tests positive, we're separating him from the team and we're going to continue to play. And that's the scary part to me. Because it's like, oh, my God, bro. You're telling me if like, what? Game seven. Game, they, they played all the way in game six, made it to a game seven, and then boom, oh, Dame's sick. Dame, <laughs> that would Dame got suck. Corrupt. That would suck so crazy. Not Dame, because you know Dame be hitting them game winners in the finals, the playoffs, not the finals, the playoffs. I'm just saying, game seven, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? You telling me right before before the game, breaking news, Dame Lillard is not playing tonight. What? Due to coronavirus. So here's here's how it's going down, okay? So it'll be 22 teams restarting. The 22 teams are the Milwaukee Bucks, the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, the Washington Wizards on the east, and on the west, the Los Angeles Lakers, Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Utah, which 
that Rudy Gerber. Uh, is he even playing? No, yeah, he's gonna because he's 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 good now. But he still has it though, right? No, he doesn't. Okay, he doesn't have it anymore. Okay, but I was talking about uh, NBA has been gone so long. I'm forgetting everyone's name. What's the white boy that's really good? He shoots the threes. He plays the uh, Joe Ingles. Ingles. Ingles said that the NBA comes back. He's not coming. He says it's not worth it. So so that will be. He's a baller. From what he, exactly? So from what he said. I don't think Ingles will be on the Utah Jazz. But the Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Pelicans. They had to get the Pelicans. The Sacramento Kings, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. The Spurs? Those, yeah. Those are the 22 teams that's going to be returning. Okay? The Suns? Each team is going to play eight seeding games as selected from the remaining regular season matchups. So... Wait, so does that mean the NBA is going to pick, like, the best games that didn't get played and, like, make them play kind of thing? Or No. Okay. So it's your seedings for the playoffs is going to come out of these eight games, Mm -hmm. apparently. That's how I'm understanding this. If I'm wrong and someone knows more than me about this, please let me know. But from what I understand from reading this, you're going to play the eight games, and that's going to decide your your matchups for the playoffs. If you're outside of the eight seed already, though, right? Like, you can't go undefeated for the eight games to be the number one seed. Oh, 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 you know oh no, 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 no. So no. it's just for the it teams says, outside of outside of the, the eight says, of each conference, right? Let me, yeah, okay. it says again. Each returning team would play eight seeding games as selected from the remaining regular season matchups. At the conclusion of the seeding games, seven teams in each conference with the best combined records across regular season games and seeding games, will qualify for the playoffs. So it's not only working in your eight games that you played, but it's working in what you did during the regular season as well. Okay. Now, I don't think there has to be a whole rule book for this because you have to think about, you know, well, actually, no, I'm tripping. I was about to say home court advantage, but we're not doing, no one has home court advantage. So I, that doesn't even matter. What so, yeah. That makes sense. That doesn't so you're telling me the Lakers, Orlando Magic has home court advantage. But that's what I'm saying. So you, so you, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And these games are going to be silent, right? No, no fans. yeah, no fans. Yeah. Uh, if they the got to mic them up, bro. If the yeah, it, yeah. Well, you, you're gonna to. be able to hear everything. No fans. It's gonna be quiet. You're just gonna hear <gasps> the kick and bounce it the ball. Uh, <laughs> if the teams with the eight best combined records in the conference is more than four games ahead of the team with the nine best combined record in the same conference, then the team with the eight best record would earn the eighth playoff seed. You get that? You want to read it again? Yeah, read it again. Read it again. <laughs> if the team with the eighth best combined re- record, I'm sorry, eighth best combined record in the conference is more than the four game is more than four games ahead of the team with the ninth best combined record in the same conference then the team with the eighth best record would earn the eighth playoff seed so what i understand that means is um out of those eight games if your combined record out of those eight games and out of the regular season as well is more than the team with the ninth best so the next team out of those teams that's just out of the eighth playoff seed if your record during the regular season and your record during the eight games that you play is better than that eighth seed person, you get that seed. Then you get that seed. Oh. 
Now, it could be like, for example, like. So if you're at the bottom of the conference, you basically got a target on your back. Yeah. Pretty much what I'm looking at that as, like, let's say like the Orlando Magic. I don't re- exactly remember the exact seedings. I'm about to pull it up Memphis, right now. Memphis is eight in the West. Yeah. Currently. But the Orlando Magic was not eighth or even ninth in the East. But they are coming back. Hold on, let me Why let me pull they up. Let them back. Well, they let. You want to see Aaron Gordon? <laughs> you don't want to see Markel Fultz? But you see, but you know what's crazy, and that's how you know the NBA is so unbalanced. They bought back five teams. I think it was five or six teams in the West outside of that AC. They bought back one team, <laughs> one team in the East outside of that AC. Because the teams had, but the, the teams had a choice though. Oh, Some teams were like, we that. ain't coming back. I didn't know that. And I don't think any teams, I don't think any teams that um, could have made a playoff run would say that. All of them are like, nah, you don't want to come back because we wouldn't try to win. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, if you win, this is going to be the most memorable playoff, the most memorable it's gonna be conference, the most rested. memorable. Yo, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be the most memorable. So I, I think no teams will want to play. I hope we don't see no crazy injuries because of how intense – these eight games are going to be because they have to be so intense because you're playing for playoff seeding. But on the other side mm. of that, like, you haven't played in so long. You know what I'm saying? Okay, hold on. Let me I, look I don't at want this. to see no crazy injuries. Though. So this was the seedings. Is this right? None of these teams, Charlotte, Chicago, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, or the Cavs, got invited back. Okay, so maybe you're, we got to look into that. Maybe you're right. But Orlando was in the eighth, okay, and then they let – Washington come in. So pretty much And I think the only wait, reason to let Washington Brooklyn's back not back though. Brooklyn is back. Brooklyn wasn't one of those teams. Brooklyn's back, bro. Toronto, Brooklyn Boston, has. Miami. Oh, okay, okay. I'm tripping. Okay, okay. But right. I think the only reason why they let so, the Wizards back is because John Wall's playing. And you gotta well, you gotta see what's gonna happen between John Wall and Bradley Bill and see what kind of dynamic they can bring. But look what they did in the West. That's though. what I'm saying. They bought back everybody but Minnesota and Golden State. Oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. You gotta look at their records though. You gotta look at their records. They bought back Phoenix with a twenty six and thirty nine record. And they bought back Washington with a twenty four and forty, twenty three and Charlotte had twenty three and forty two record. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, they did it based off of like, okay, dogs, like they did. Yeah, obviously they, they did it in. based off of like, hey, the West is really strong, and neither, these are please that can possibly get in because they made that statement. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so Charlotte was 23 and 42, 23 and 42 in the East, right? Tenth spot, right? Now we go to the tenth spot. They were the Pelicans were 28 and 36, but they're gonna let him. Back because Zion's on that team. They had to let him back. He could have been 15. They would have been like, come on back. No come on back. Sense, though. Like, That's what I'm saying. So they let, okay, the worst team with the worst record that they let in in the West is the Phoenix Suns. Their record is 26 and 39, which means they won 26 games. They lost 39 games before all this stuff went down. Charlotte won 23 games and lost 42. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Their loss column is worse. That makes sense. It's making sense now. They let back the they so they let back the teams with the best records. All the teams with the best records they let back. The te- team that they let back with the worst record was what? is the Phoenix Suns. Oh, yeah, no, with a twenty six and thirty nine record. They didn't let Charlotte back with a twenty three and forty two record, or Chicago with a twenty two and forty three record. That makes sense. That's why it's more Western teams because they have better records than the Eastern teams. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
They got more. They got more in the win column. And, and I'm still, I'm still them. a firm believer, and they need to scrap that whole thing and just need to be the top 16 teams, regardless of what conference you're in. I'm, Wait, I'm, is I'm it a conference? Pro- See, I'm a that's... firm believer in that. I'm a firm we, believer in I'm it. sorry. We, we should have read all this before, but this is our show, so forget you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are they doing conference? I don't think they're doing conference. They're not? They have it split up, though. Yeah, they do have it split up. If they're not doing conference, that's going to be super lit, bro. If they're not doing conference, mark my words. If they're not doing conference, it's going to be the best playoffs we've ever seen. They didn't say okay. I, I think they are doing conference because they didn't say anything otherwise. The two, the 2019-2020 season will season will conclude with the traditional the traditional playoff format, best of seven series in the first round, conference semifinals, conference finals, and the NBA finals. I don't know. I'm excited. Whatever July, it is, July thirty first. Whatever it is, I'm we'll excited. Be back tonight, TNT. Will be on the air. We just gave him a free shout out. Forget about TNT. <laughs> but if you want to find out a little bit more about how it's working, I'm sure they'll explain it and have way more people that's more qualified to know than us. <laughs> for sure, man. But guess what? We thank you guys for locking in with us. Yep. Uh, birds of a feather. We don't care what episode it is. 20 something. That's all we know. It's 20 something. Okay. And we thank you for listening to our show. Um, what else we have to say? Zach's going to be better on social media. Yes. I'm going to try to post more on my Heath and Fun. Go follow my HFP Studio, HFP Studio uh, podcast page where, give myself a little shout out, where I produce and I edit other individuals that want to have a podcast just like us. So if you're interested, if you are in the Atlanta area, um, in the Georgia area, whatever, and you're interested in having a podcast, but you don't know how to get started, you don't have the equipment to get started, you don't know what to do, please go over to HeathFilmandPhoto.com, reach out to me, and I will help you get started. Yes, he will. And guys, take this with you. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Birds of a feather. Peace. Birds of a feather.